Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen? And so are you! <laughs> Scream Queens! Big old Scream Queens! It's almost time, kids. The clock is ticking. Be in front of your TV sets for the horathon. And remember the big giveaway at Woo. nine. Yeah. Don't miss it. Woo. And don't forget yeah. to wear your masks. Woo. The clock is ticking. Yeah. It's almost time. Happy Halloween! Scream Queens! Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween! Silver Scream Queens! Yeah, yeah, yeah! Good evening, my screamers. <laughs> oh my god, that intro is totally retarded. Wow, okay, buckle in because it's only going to get worse from here. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 14 of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets bent. This is episode 14, which can only mean one thing. It's our Halloween extravaganza, which is still a stupid name, but you know what? It's going to be a bitchin' episode, because tonight we are jam-packed with guest hosts. First up, we're going to have Brian from Drunken Zombie help me review the infamous gay slasher, Hellbent. And I think you're going to find out that he's not just gay for me anymore. Hellbent? Hell yeah. Then Mr. Brad and I tour the steampunk haunted house here in New York City. And finally, me and the supermodel Kristen Quinn are going to explore the Vortex Haunted House. You know the one. The one we've been talking about for weeks. Holy shit, it's time to finally talk about it. Can you believe it? Nah, me neither. But it's happening, and it's happening right now. Well, not right now, right after this. <laughs> I'll just play the fucking music. Street. 
Okay, somewhere in there, I think that was a promo for the new podcast, The 42nd Street Drive-In, which is put on by my buddies over at the former Blackfoot Lounge, which is now defunct. However, they brought defunct over to this new show, and it's going to be awesome. It's going to be, I believe, like kung fu movies and exploitation movies and black exploitation movies and midget pornography movies and Julie Andrews musical movies and Julie Andrews musical midget porn movies and all kinds of stuff like that. I don't think it started airing yet, but once it does, it's got to be bitching because if it's not, I'm going to kick their fucking ass. You got that? All right, before we get started, I just had a couple things I wanted to talk about. Uh, first off, I want to tell you about this great tweet I got from one of my listeners, Drusilla, who told me that based on last week's episode, this Halloween, she was going to be going out with a wolf in her vagina. Now, that is the kind of thing that just really touches my heart because, you know, the It Gets Better project is one thing to touch people in that way. But, you know, to reach out and get people to put a live animal, animal inside their cooter, well, that's what God put me on this planet to do. So, it takes me one step closer to fulfilling my ultimate dream. My ultimate dream is that one year, one year, someday, I want people to dress up as me for Halloween. Yeah, that'd be cool. And also, on a more serious note, I just wanted to send out some good wishes and ask you all to throw some prayers and good energy towards my friend Robert Best, the author of the Lakewood Memorial Trilogy, uh, because he's going through a lot of rough stuff with the family right now, um, and he can need a little loving. Okay, so best wishes to you, Robert Best, and your family. So who wants to see my Halloweeny? I knew you did. Let me whip this out. Thriller! It's thriller! 
it's time to finally talk about Hellbent from 2004. Now, Hellbent gained notoriety by being from being billed as the first gay slasher movie, and it got a lot of publicity for that. And actually, I've learned since then, that's not exactly true. It's the first gay male slasher movie. Because in 2002, a lesbian slasher movie was released called Make-A-Wish. And just to give equal time to my ladies out there, my luscious lesbian ladies, I will uh, that's in my Netflix queue, and I will be reviewing that in the near future. But I'm not going to be talking about this alone tonight. I've got two very special guests with me. It's the first time I've had anybody guest on the show besides Mr. Brad, so there's some problems. There's little problems with Skype. Our guest has a lot of vocal dropout and stuff, but it's still a good interview. And um, right afterwards, I'm going to go back and discuss some things that... I forgot to mention along during the interview, and just well, just have a good time and listen to the trailer, which isn't a really good trailer because it's all just sound effects like, whoosh, 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 whoosh. but just picture a lot of uh, half-naked sweaty men either kissing, running, screaming, or gyrating in a club in Speedos like we do all the time. I'm doing it right now. And so are you! <laughs> this is where it happened. Two guys were murdered on this spot. Their heads were cut off so cleanly. The tubes? They weren't crushed at all. They were wide open. The one night of the year, Halloween, when you get to indulge your most twisted fantasies. Flaming penis? You got three right here. One swallow, you're hooked. Life is meant for living. Is that your buddy or something? to kick off our Halloween season, I'm finally going to be reviewing some gay horror movies. Holy shit, how about that? And I figure the best way to kick it off is with the granddaddy of them all, the original gay slasher film, Hellbent, from 2004. But I said, you know what, I'm kind of tired of listening to myself talk, so I invite a couple of guests on the show with us. So, uh, please allow me to introduce Mr. Brad. Hello! Hi, Mr. Brad. And the illustrious Brian from Drunken Zombie. Hello. How you doing, Brian? Fantastic. Happy to be on the show. Good, good, good. Good to have you. I hear, in addition, in addition to your uh, podcasting, you've been doing a lot of short story writing lately. Uh, I've written a shit ton of short stories over the years. 
uh-huh. and I've just had them all sort of banked up. So I've been sending them out as Halloween gifts to everybody. So I'm not currently writing anything. But still, that's pretty awesome. It is awesome. I'm and you had some stuff published lately. Everybody's snapping up um, Dark, your anthology. Yeah, Dark Horror Anthology. Me and uh, Steve Wands from DC Comics put together the horror, short horror stories. You're uh, dropping out a bit. But... Sorry. Oh, there you are. Hi. Okay. Uh, but yeah, if you uh, want to pick one up, uh, search for Dub. We'll search for Dub. Yeah. We lost you again, but okay. I'll put a show. I'll put a link up in the show notes. It'll all be good. Okay, so Mr. Brad, how you doing tonight? I'm good. Very good, actually. Good, good, good. Also breaking up. We'll work through this. We'll work <laughs> through this together. All right. Hellman tells the story of these four friends who are going to the Halloween carnival, the infamous Halloween carnival that happens in Los Angeles every um, Halloween, and they are stalked by this leather-panted, horny masked killer with a scythe, uh, sickle rather, who is after their heads for some chopping. Wackiness ensues. <laughs> no pun intended. I said wackiness, not wackiness. But no. That's gross. And I'm on the wrong podcast. You are? Are you drunk, by the way? Uh, I'm not. I... No wonder you're so quiet. Okay, now it makes sense. Go get a beer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll be back. Okay, bye. <laughs> Let's talk about him while he's gone. All right, you guys have uh, any opening thoughts about the movie? Anything else? I was kind of bored by it by the end, unfortunately. Okay, yeah, you had said that. Yeah, I don't know. I was just the killer does not have any motivation whatsoever mm. to be stalking it. Watch the feature ad on the DVD, and they said that was intentional to yep. make it, I guess, more realistic. But that just made me really bored of the killer, and it didn't seem to add anything. Like I, didn't... I mean, part of me was just like, "Oh, he, I guess, kills gay people." But if he was going to do that, I mean, he was in, you know, the giant uh, party where he could have killed. He could have caught a lot more. Exactly. And yeah. So I mean, so that really wasn't his motivation, and I don't know. It was just kind of boring to me. Okay, I see that. I, the film is flawed. I'm not saying it's the best thing ever. That's why I figured it's up for discussion. There's things yeah. I really like about the movie and there's stuff that makes me cringe. <laughs> uh, however, what you brought up is one of the things that works for me. I like knowing absolutely nothing about this guy. Hmm? Um, just because by the end, I'm like, does he have motivation? What is this guy? Who is he? What's his background? Is he even fucking human? But, yeah. But I see your point, too. You're like, okay, I'm bored of you. You're chopping up gay people, but... They don't. Well, I mean, they don't really play on anything. It's just he's some ripped out dude in a leather pants, like you said, that seems to be yes, randomly is. killing people. Yeah. One hot ripped people. out dude. Yes, <laughs> Which reminds me, uh, Brian, um, did you watch the Masters of Horror at all? Yes. Uh, did you see the one Jennifer? Yes. What did you think of that one? Uh, I thought it was okay. I mean, it wasn't one of my favorite ones, but okay. The reason why I'm asking is because I hated that one. I thought it was boring and it was stupid. And then when I heard other podcasters talking about it, they love that one, talking about how scary it is. And then I realized it was because the whole sex factor. Like they were conflicted that they, oh my gosh, she's really awful, but she's really hot. And I think I was having that with this movie. <laughs> I wasn't a huge fan, but 
Yeah. Well, I wouldn't expect you to be, but I'm exactly. oh, Jennifer. Okay, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, this does... a lot of things I do like about it, like you had mm-hmm. said, but yeah, the I just for me, I really like sort of a uh, interesting killer, and that just did not happen in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I could see that. I think something that's kind of interesting, though, is that in the context of kind of being a, a, a slasher movie, you know, gay bars used to normally be in the, the worst parts of town. And so the idea that you had to park in, the, in a really bad neighborhood and then get out of your car and walk to the bar and stuff, that always prompted you to have, like, uh, criminals either beat you up or vandalize your car or something. So there was a little bit of element of... Yes, that kind of related real life um, to this movie where they're parking out in the woods there and having to walk to the party and stuff. Okay. Um, all right. Since, I've, <laughs> since I started uh, introducing this compliment sandwich thing that I do, uh, what was something that you liked about the movie, Brian, since you let off with something that you didn't? I really believed that they were actually friends. I thought they all did a really good job. And I liked the fact that um, they weren't a huge stereotype of this movie. Mm -hmm. It was kind of refreshing to see that it was just four dudes hanging out. It wasn't the scene, uh, the scene in the bathroom where the two, where uh, somebody gets killed and then discover Brian. Brian. Okay. There he is. Yeah. And sort of the two other guys come in and discover whatever's happened in this bathroom. (laughs) Those are the characters usually you see in a quote unquote gay horror. That was Brad's favorite scene. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, well, I love the fact like... that the yeah, facial right, expression they had when, when the body moved, it was just, uh, that to me was priceless. Yeah. For those listening who haven't seen the movie, what happens is someone has been killed in the bathroom in one of the stalls and had been decapitated. And these two bitchy little queens come in bitching about stuff and bitch about this one of them opens the stall door sees the body and like oh my god that is so not funny and then it twitches and the two of them go ah! like you would expect me to in that situation uh, but that was the first thing brad told me he's like i love that part <laughs> that's awesome okay but that also what you mentioned is exactly one of the things i liked about it. i liked the guys a lot i bought that they were friends and something I don't normally have in a slasher movie, when they were about to get killed, I'm like, no, no, no. I like them. Yeah, so that... Yeah, and I thought that was a strong point, except for the lead guy. Yeah, I wanted to kill him. I wanted, I wanted to kill him, him too. <laughs> I wanted to kill him from the minute I first met him, and then the more stupid he got, the more I wanted to kill him along the way. Yeah, he... I have teeny tiny testicles. Brian? Am I still here? You hear me? No, you fell out as soon as you said oh. first word. I say uh, he was even teenier testicles, and I do. And he's gone again. Okay. Um. Well, we'll just continue on in that vein. Um. Yeah, this guy who played the lead when he first came on the screen in the first few scenes when it was just him going about his day, I thought he was kind of retarded. Like, really? I'm like, is he special? <laughs> But then he wasn't. It was just a horrible actor because he's got this big, goofy smile on constantly. Yeah, I was going to say in a couple of the scenes where he's 
in the most perilous danger, he's sitting there laughing. Very unrealistic. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is also the guy who was cruising the wanted posters in the sheriff station for dates, which is okay. I didn't get any of that. That was. <laughs> I completely forgot about that. Yeah, that was. It was right at the beginning. I forgot about it too. And when I was taking notes, I'm like, "What are you doing? <laughs> are you that hard up?" Granted, they said Patrick, later on he's got he likes rough trade, but still. Patrick, that's how I met you. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, I was on the milk box. Thank you very much. Have you seen? This? <laughs> I just thought the guy that was dressed up in drag the whole night was actually way more interesting of a character than what the uh, the main character was. He was. All three of them. All three of the other ones had much more interesting things going on. Was the? Hmm? Go. Can you hear me now? I can hear. You. Okay. Uh, was the younger guy supposed to be his brother? Because that's what seemed they seemed to allude to in the featurette. I don't think so. I mean, maybe, but it was hard to say because that the lead character of Eddie was such a merry buzzkill for everybody. <laughs> but it was he treated it was everybody like he was the mom. We gotta go home. Nobody's hooking up. You have to stop drinking. Let's all stay together. Meh, 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 meh. I hated him. <laughs> Fuck you and your eye socket. Yeah, that was weird too. His weird fake eyeball that comes into play later. Yeah, that he's missing an eye, which is why he can't be a real cop. So he's just a pretend cop. But I think the only reason he was missing an eye was because they had that they wanted to have that shot. Clearly, that shot was thought up long before the movie was written. Yeah, it seemed like when Randy sticks his finger all up in there. Yeah, but I, I as far as shots go, I like that. I was like, what I'm talking about, if you haven't seen the posters, he's being chased by the killer and. I don't know, there's a fence or something between them, so the guy can't get completely at him, and he swings a sickle at him, and it hits him in the eye, but it's his glass eye. And you just get a shot of the, the sickle turning on it with that glass scrape noise. And later on, the killer sucks his eyeball out, but that's something else entirely. <laughs> that was hot. I guess so. No, no, it wasn't. No. Gross. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Uh, so what about the biker guy? The biker guy. Yeah, Eddie falls for is following around this biker guy all night. I didn't know what to make of him. I didn't either. I didn't Pretty dislike him, but he just gave off a weird vibe, and the two of them together had no chemistry. No, 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 no. no. I never saw that hookup happening. He just comes off as like a real hard ass, and then like towards the end, he's like really like. It's just it. It's sort of a weird sort of transition for him throughout the movie. It doesn't make yeah. a whole lot of sense. No, no, not at all. I mean, because it was Halloween Carnival. He could have done a lot better than this guy. <laughs> Seriously, also come true. on. He saw what was there. Come on. No, but you're, uh, the, uh, the, the drag guy, there's a, there's a guy who dresses in drag for the, for the carnival who is not normally a drag queen. He's actually uh, uh, an underwear model, a successful one. He's got a billboard up in, in uh, West Hollywood. And he just decided he didn't want to be meat for the night. So he shows up in drag and he looks great, but he's just clomping around in these shoes. He's clumsy as hell. It's just his whole story is much more interesting. And he can't get laid. Yeah. Well, I think. I was, oh, go ahead, Brad. I think that was one of the things they, they had kind of said in the features was that um, this character wanted to basically prove that even dressed in drag, he could attract the best 
sex, et cetera, et cetera, and it wasn't working for him. So as the night went on, he got more depressed and more upset, and why isn't anybody paying attention to me? Which is apparently the plight of the drag queen, which they also kind of alluded to. If you're going in drag, you're not going home with anybody. Because there was that knowing drag queen with the huge Titanic hat who was non-sipping out of her dildo straw. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel your pain, girl. <laughs> <laughs> but usually when someone goes in drag, there's kind of a, it's a, it's an opportunity to, to hide who you are and then you just come out and you're constantly making remarks and, and being more out there as opposed to being drawn in and shy. But I, I could see how it was play out if if he was trying to prove something this way yeah and it was just odd I, interesting at least with in his last scene where he's pretty much begging the killer guy please pay attention to me please pay attention to me please pay attention to me and i imagine in a crowd people have been like no what are you doing because <laughs> the killer had no interest in him dressed in drag as soon as he took the wig off wig off dead yeah was i guess i'm really Go. I never really thought about that. Yeah, he just he seems like he's craving attention so much. And then yeah, the killer just completely ignoring him until Yeah. Finally. He wanted know, a man. So Exactly. He could have survived the movie if he kept that wig on. He could have been the fi- I would have appreciated that. He had nice long eyelashes. At least he got to die with the gigantic eyelashes on. But <laughs> um yeah, what else makes me cringe in this movie? Um, some of the dialogue, most of it's Eddie's, just making. Cr- Why do they make green condoms? Who would want to suck a green dick? Cringe. cringe. Yeah. Who's sucking a dick with a condom on it anyway? Really? Really, Grandma? Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of it just came off like really forced. I didn't. I, yeah, the script, I think, could have had another pass, probably taken at it. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if you recognize the guy that played Joey, the younger one. He looks familiar. I spotted him in a Snickers commercial a while ago. He was eating a Snickers bar out of a laundry basket of dirty panties or something. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I completely <laughs> forgot about that one. <laughs> that was him. <laughs> He's uh, got even teenier testicles. And I do. Uh, what did I want to say? Blah, 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 blah. Uh, well, here is something I, I noticed in the movie. Chaz is the one that's kind of the hot guy. That's, that's the drag queen. Around. No, Chaz is the one that's... I'm sorry. Um, yeah, no, I'm sorry. He's the bi guy. So, Yeah, playing bisexual guy. He's also the one with, who, who's who gone and got the ecstasy, and he's offering his friends ecstasy, and they're turning it down. I'm like, who the hell turns down ecstasy if it's being offered to you for free? Eddie. <laughs> And I'm sure the other two are like, I can't, because like Eddie's gonna be all like this. And the other one's like, I'm in drag, I'm in nine inch heels, I'm not doing shit. (laughs) 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 I when I first saw the movie, I didn't really like the scene where Chaz got killed. This time around and I liked it quite a bit. Getting killed on the dance floor. Yeah. Maybe it's because I've tripped a lot more since then, but yeah, nobody seemed to notice at all, and he just, you know, gets killed on the dance floor. I don't know if that's uh, everybody. I guess assume everybody's tripping out of their mind, or what's going on? Yeah, probably assume everyone's tripping out of their mind, and plus it's Halloween, so everything's fucked up anyway. You already had him fake dismembered 
in that stage show earlier. Yeah, yeah, that- yeah. So, anywho, uh, what else did I want to say? Oh, and this. <laughs> so you want to know what the original tagline for this movie was that got pulled from all the posters? Go for it. Okay, the original one is the one that's on it now is when the night belongs to the devil, the party goes to hell, which is bleh. The original one was tonight. He's out for some head. (laughs) I thought it was fantastic. (laughs) Got pulled off all the damn posters. That's lame. That is lame. (laughs) I've seen way lamer things, like when Randy hurt his knee. What a stupid douche. Yes. Yes, whatever you said. Um, <laughs> we're gonna it, when we play back. It's gonna be like Mad Libs. It will be just filling filling the blanks. What I said. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I'm sure you're gonna go find something just to throw in that'll make my conversation. I'll make it a contest. I've got more. shit to give away. So. <laughs> there you go. Make the best like conversation. Idea. Um. The other thing that was weird about this movie, uh, before it came out, they were having a contest to come up with a name for it. And I wish I could find any of the other entries. I think it was on gay.com. Name this slasher movie. Nice. I, yeah, and I, that would have been a really interesting story if I could find all the, all the stupid things <laughs> that other people came up with. But there you go. So that was named by both. By committee. i tell you something I really liked about the movie, though, was the music. Yes. I I thought the music at the um, dance party and stuff, the stuff that was done by nickname, was really great. Put on a show, put on a show, put on a show, put on a show. Yeah, I thought it was a good, good soundtrack. It would have been better if it had some wham on it. I fucking love juggling my tiny balls to wake me up before you go go. Am I cutting out again? Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, that they uh, they said they went and found a lot of local bands and stuff to try to you know help promote sort of local music in LA and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that too. And it also gives a nice authentic feel to it because it's probably yeah. who you would see at the Halloween carnival. It, and it wasn't the typical disco beat type of stuff that you get in movies um, no, that are no, usually gay movies. Well, it was a leather bar. So, <laughs> Oh, here's well, a fun tidbit that I learned. The place that they, that they shot at the mostly the place that I think was called meat was what the mm-hmm. sign said was actually a church. A functional oh. church. So they had to, uh, every time when they were wrapping shots, they were rushing to get all the corpses, like they were on hooks over the dance floor, off so they could have services on Sunday. <laughs> I just think that was fantastic. Awesome. Uh, the thing I didn't like, though, you mentioned it earlier, is that they made a big point in the documentary of telling you that the five guys were straight. Yes. Yeah, I that. No, I realize, I realize nobody's gay in Hollywood. I realize that, but they made such a big deal of, we're having a gay crew and gay music and gay this and gay that. And, oh, by the way, these guys are straight. No, we're all straight. You know, I don't know if they are or not, but it just was weird. Yeah, it seemed like a, a movie that's very much supposed to be a gay sort of movie. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. nor I mean, once upon a time, you couldn't get straight people to show up in a gay movie. So, but I don't know. They turn out in droves now. But this was kind of before it was in vogue. So I don't know. Mm, awkward. It is indeed awkward. Um, <laughs> any final thoughts on Hellbent? Either one of you. 
Yeah, it wasn't like I said, it wasn't my favorite movie ever. But I mean, for a slasher, it's it's not bad. The kills are actually halfway decent. I think they uh, they pulled off some of them, but some of them are actually not too bad. Yep. Um, and you tell me, since I'm com- you know completely straight we'll and head don't around know everything, yes, exactly. Uh, I mean, did was the, did this movie do a good job? I'm sorry, do a good uh, job of. Of portraying like the gay sensibilities and stuff like that. I think it did. I mean, for the most part. I mean, well, Eddie aside. Yes, I mean there was a nice camaraderie and the lifestyle was about on par. The parties were okay. The thing I didn't like about it, and this is every gay movie, because to be perfectly honest, Brian, which you don't know, gay film, gay cinema is kind of like direct DVD horror movies. Ninety nine point nine percent of it is absolute crap. And just there was something about the way everybody approached each other, you know, like the random tricks who were like, hey, handsome, what's going on? The stiff awkwardness that you always get in these movies that is nothing like what happens in real life. But yeah, that's just what I No, I, I, no, I thought it was pretty much on part. Um, what did I want to say? I don't think I want to say anything. So I'm going to cut this part out and pretend I said something really interesting. That was clever, Patrick. That was yes, awesome. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, I was just happy they got through the whole movie without any dildos. Like when they, they when they opened that closet with the heads in it at the end, it wasn't filled with dildos or butt plugs or something really embarrassing like that. So, <laughs> Because I've been watching a lot of straight movies lately, and dildos keep popping up in all of them. I'm like, what is going on with the straight guys and the dildos? Uh, did you go see Jackass 3D? Supposedly there's lots of dildos in that. I have this dildo gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a weapon I want in Left for Dead. I know. <laughs> okay thank you very much guys this has been great thank you brian for coming in and we can find brian know. at uh, the drunken zombie podcast and what's the address drunkenzombie.com that's good that's good and clever, huh? yes it, well yes well you know people are drunk who are listening you can't get too fancy <laughs> exactly and mr brad can be found in the other room aha aha okay thank you guys bye see you guys Thanks. bye bye that's brilliant, Brian. Thank you. Oh, well, thank you for having me on. I'm sorry I was cutting out so much. No, that's okay. I think I might use like the computer voice to fill in. Uh, that'd be hilarious. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> you thought I was kidding, didn't you? Fuck you, you fucking dumbass mongoloid. Ha. Ha ha. Ha. Okay, Brian, thank you. Have a good night. And thank you very much. tell Amanda I said hey. Will do. Bye. It's good to talk to you, Brad. See ya. Hi, it's me again. Far be it for me to let somebody else have the last word. After I finished my conversation with Brian and Brad, I kept thinking about the movie, Hellbent, and, and how Brian didn't connect with the killer because he didn't have a history, yet I really enjoyed that. And I think maybe something he asked about, about the gay lifestyle, I think maybe I was um, tapping into the whole anonymous sex analogy of it because there is such a lot of that in our community. And sometimes you don't know who you're flirting with. And, you know, I think about the whole Jeffrey Dahmer thing, and I know people that have gone home and had horrible things. And just here in New York, uh, there was a court case about somebody who solicited some sex from a teenage kid, let him into his house, and he was found with his hands and feet bound with electrical tape and stabbed 50 times. And it was in the news because the kid got off because his attorney pleaded that he was just a kid and he was... Got himself, got himself into a situation where he was frightened and he acted in self-defense. I'm like, hello, the guy was bound hand and foot. How much of a threat could he be? But anyway, that's kind of what I'm saying. There's, there's kind of a whole, I felt a whole 
connection with the whole flirting with death thing that you don't know what you're about to go home with. Or later on, when I talk about the Vortex Haunted House, whose house you're going into. You know, who you're giving yourself up to for the night, so to speak. And does that make me a whore? Probably. Also, Brian wasn't really understanding why the guy was fixated on those four. And I kind of, again, um, related it to cruising and being cruised. I know sometimes you're out and about and you've got some troll on your tail who's following you all over town. Or maybe it's somebody really hot who you can't get rid of you know, for whatever reason. I'm with somebody, but there's somebody that's followed you from bar to bar to bar. Now it's the parking lot and they're looking in your window. That happens. Even that thing in the park where, where you know they park and he comes out of the bushes and they're not scared. Yeah, because you're probably getting cruised. That's wouldn't be surprising to be cruised in a park during Halloween Carnival. And I don't know what I'm saying. I'm really tired right now, so I'm probably rattling off. But I'm just saying, I know he's going to cut my head off, but I probably still would have gone home with him. What does that say about me? I already said it. I'm a whore. Let's play some music. God. Frankenstein and all those old groovies
I am one of three co-directors of Third Rail Projects along with Janine Ouellette and Zach Morris. Um, Zach Morris has uh, been the vision keeper and creator of the Steampunk Haunted House. Uh, this is now its second year here at Abrams Art Center. Steampunk Haunted House is based on a couple of ideas, primarily the aesthetic of steampunk, which is sort of an, an anachronistic future. It's like a Victorian past meets you know, our contemporary technology, but in sort of this fantasy world where the ultimate technology was steam. The other main consideration that we, we wanted to address was suspense and, and what, what actually is scary, what actually terrifies people. And finding that it's not blood and gore and the, the kind of overt signifiers of violence, but really the, the idea of creating uncomfortable moments and suspense. So now I'm doing this out of order, but after I visited the Vortex Haunted House, I stumbled across one more that sounded so interesting, I just couldn't resist it. It's called Steampunk Haunted House. And I looked at it and said, what the fuck does that mean? And when I looked at the website, it looked so artsy and, 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 and different and unusual and, well, just creepy. I, I just couldn't resist. So I said to Mr. Brad, hey, do you want to go? And he's like... All right. So, joining me to talk about the steampunk haunted house is Mr. Brad. not going to answer. If they are, you're not going to hear them. We're fine, Mr. Brad. <laughs> Patrick, you're crazy. I know that. So does everybody else. So you had no idea what steampunk was when I mentioned it to you. Not really, no. I felt like did a little research on it, but um, it promised to be a horror house based on a genre mm-hmm. that played on something other than blood and guts. So I Kind of felt like it was right up my alley. That's why I asked you. And yeah. steampunk itself is based on kind of a retro futuristic vision uh, from a Victorian era. So it'd mm. be like what Victorian England would see in modern day times. If you know. Yeah, pretty much that's it. And I'm going to pretend like I knew what it was. I had the vaguest idea of what it was. I know what it looks like, but I couldn't tell you a definition of it. But anyway, I just want to take a minute to read a little bit of the website here. It's description of the show because that's what's got me. That's what got me interested. Three, two, one. 
the steampunk haunted house presented by Zach Morris and Third Rail Projects. Backed by popular demand, the visually stunning, lushly designed steampunk haunted house returns to the Abrams Art Center this October. In this truly immense experience, audience members are thrust into a beautiful and terrifying dreamscape of neo-Victorian elegance and phantasmagoric clockwork horrors. Once inside, audience members are separated until one by one they find themselves alone, lost somewhere within the three sprawling floors of Abram's majestic century-old playhouse. From there, they must choose where to go, exploring innumerable twisting hallways, looming balconies, and labyrinthine cellars. All the while, the whirlwind of mechanical apparitions, wraith-like sleepwalkers, and gear-powered beasts hurtle through corridors and lurk behind every corner and within every room. Unlike traditional haunted houses that rely on gore or graphic violence to horrify their patrons, this event chills, delights, and terrifies its audience without having to show a single drop of blood. I was sold. And plus, looking at the pictures, the design looked really cool. Uh, I have a link up on the website because you want to check out some of, this, some of this stuff. It looks pretty cool. There's a trailer that gives you a good idea of the costumes and everything like that. So, we got our tickets and off we go on an incredibly balmy 70-degree October evening. So, we walk over to the Lower East Side and we're walking and we're walking and the neighborhood's getting seedier and seedier. And we're getting nervous. Right down through the housing project. Yes, and Mr. Brad's going, we went the wrong way. I'm like, no, the numbers are going up. He's like, no, we went the wrong way. And then we ran into some other lost souls that were, we can't find a haunted house. But eventually we found it. And it turned out, I worked there before. I, a long time ago, I did a show at this place. And you know, I just must have been high because I didn't remember. <laughs> the name didn't ring a bell, nothing. Anyway, so here we are. And what's me reviewing something without just talking about the whole experience? Now, we had timed tickets. You know, you had to pick a special, in a certain time to go in. We're supposed to come in at 9 o'clock. And we get in on the line. The guy in front of us is bitching about something, just holding up the line. I'm like, shut up and move along. Like, I got lift tickets for my friend. And I got student discounts. And I don't, the lady was great. Because, well, no, she's just this wonderful, wonderful, like, large, older black woman. And she's looking at him with the, one of them, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. kind of faces. And she, he's just babbling on and on. She goes, Honey, this is not my problem. Take your tickets. Move along. No. 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 Well, I'm just here working for my health insurance. Don't say say that. Don't say that. I'm cutting that out. No, but... (laughs) Mm -mm, No. No. Sorry. No. No. Nope. 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 Yeah, so it was funny. So we're waiting on the line for the 9 o'clock, and I... The 9.15... And these douchebags came in who didn't have any tickets. And like, oh, please, can we just squeeze into one more group? Oh, please, oh, please, oh, please. First of all, fuck you. Most of us bought on tickets in advance and paid the surcharge. You're just trying to squeeze into a sold-out thing. Fuck you. Second of all, fuck you. They were dressed in their steampunk garb. And I'm pointing over to Mr. Brad. I'm like, see that? That's what I'm talking about. That's steampunk. Or that's what they think steampunk. They they all have their aviator goggles because that makes you steampunk. Fuck you. Brad keeps telling me, be quiet, be quiet, they can hear him. I'm like, I don't care. And one of them was wearing this trench coat, this black trench coat that clearly was from a costume store because it was from that really thin fabric that, you know, oh, here's your Dracula cape, man, out of shit you can spit through. Fuck you. <laughs> I was hoping they wouldn't get in, but God damn it, they got in. So we're waiting in the line, and it becomes, I, I said to Mr. Brad, oh, by the way, this, the, the sub name for this haunted house is Beautiful Dreamer. I was reminded because I'm hearing coming from the house a music box tinkling Beautiful Dreamer over and over. Dun, 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 
So we finally get escorted in with the whole 915 group. And this guy's just like, move in, circle around, circle around, circle around. Put your back to the wall. Put your back to the wall. Circle around. <laughs> Shut up. No talking. Circle around. And he reads us the rules. One thing I did like was that they kind of explained what the, the place was going to be about. And then they handed us these lanterns. Yes. Not flashlights, but because that would be against the genre, but these lanterns. And they were metal boxes. Yeah, brass looking things. And with a light attached to the end of it. Yeah, very faint that red we light. Would, that we would wear around our neck. And could use to explore the theater and explore the the. And actually, the, the light was at the bottom of the lantern, so you had to hold it like a flashlight to see anything. Anyway, otherwise, you'd just be illuminating your junk, <laughs> which is fine if you want to do that in a dark theater. I know you've done that before, Mister Brad, but that's not the point right now. Um. Oh, but before we went in, he tells us, "Oh, look at this little pedestal, which was all filled with Victorian frou frou." I said, "This was the inspiration for the house, and you might discover our storyline within this pile of frou." About three Greek furies. Furies. Yeah, there was there was one of the things. One of the first things I saw was a letter on the ground, a piece of paper that was describing the, the Greek furies, which apparently are spirits of vengeance or something. Look it up yourself. We have better things to do. And you Ret- know, there were, retribution, death, and revenge. And, uh, yes, very good, very good. And um, there were just other things like roses and like Victorian things, Victorian things, Victorian things. The other side of the pedestal, I couldn't see because the douchebags were just standing right on top of it and we couldn't see anything. But it looked like lots of handwritten letters. Like, I saw something that was like, oh my gosh, I can't tell. I'm sorry. I never would have told them had I known I this would have happened. I was going to pull his goggles and so it would pop back and hit his head. Oh, that would have been but, awesome. I would have given you a dollar. But they said no touching. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. They should have said no douchery either. Anyway, so we finally get let in. We're pulled into oh. the back of the theater. We're actually well, not, pulled into yeah, the yeah, back actually, yeah, of the theater. Actually, one of the rules was, um, you know, we're, we're allowed to walk wherever we want. There's no set path. And um, if... One of the rules was no talking, no touching, and if somebody offers you a rope, you have to take the other end, and you cannot let go of it until you are released. So, we go in, but before we go in, there's a little presentation. You know, we're walking in, and we're these dark figures hovering all around. They're all singing, beautiful which we got really sick of because people were singing it all night, but that's not the point. But then we're lined up, and we see a, a, a young girl sleeping on a bed, which all of a sudden flips over, and these three women come flying out of it, and... Victorian garb and they're like hissing and screaming and snarling and it's this very ballet-like interaction, very dance-like and they drag her off into the house and we have the people that are singing now come off, start offering us one by one little snippies of rope. Oh, you're right. I forgot about that first little room there the, that where they flew out. Yeah. But then you get pulled into the back of the theater which is really backstage. It was the, it was the stage. And it had the, the curtain yeah, was drawn. The, the curtain was down and you had the big bed. Yeah. And the girl is kind of laying there and then she laying there. She was writhing and, she, and, she, and then she get into would get into a violent like a dream had made her violent yeah. and then she'd lay back sleep for a little bit and then she'd have another big movement again. That sounds like she pooped the bed. Maybe she did. But no, and again all this stuff was very dance like, very hypnotic to watch. Very beautiful in its own right. And nobody was leading us anywhere now because everybody had kind of disappeared and we had to well, I go got off led, on our yeah, I, I got I still own. got led further into the theater. I don't know where they dropped you off. But I'm still getting led to the uh, through into the main theater area. And I saw the first thing that gave me the creeps. Yeah. Through this little crack in the curtain. They they can't see that. 
what you're doing. No, but <laughs> I know, but the sound was. Yeah, there's this there's metallic grinding. Chunk, 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 chunk. And I look through, and there's this woman just bent over this, this hole in the ground with light and steam coming out of it. And she's pulling this chain just endlessly, and it goes all the way up into the rafters. You know, I don't know how long, how high, 75 feet, just huge chain. And it just looked like this vision of hell. I'm like, this woman's been doing this for eternity. Yeah, and it loops around, and it comes back down, goes through the floor, yeah, into the basement, and then comes back up through the hole again. Yeah, and it, you just hear it going chunk, 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 chunk. Now it's kind of hard to describe the rest of the house because you know you get you're free to wander the theater. The guy, the the main host, suggested that you find somebody that you like, find an actor that you like, because they all move on a path through the house, and you'll get a story of some sort. Because so everyone's going to have a completely different experience, which I thought was cool. And, you know, so you did a little exploring. It had a whole Scooby-Doo feel because you're looking at all these intricate um, decorations with your flashlight and you're getting a story through that. Somebody would come bursting into a room and do something crazy and maybe you were interested and follow them or maybe didn't. And there were all these little artifacts placed every place. Mm -hmm. And so my first thing was I started to look at those. Yeah, I was doing that too. And going up to the walls and um, little shelves and things. And there were all sorts of things, like little syringe bottles to... Yeah, um, yeah, I, I, like I, I, there was a room full of bird cages with dead birds in it. There was you know, a tree with violins hanging on it for no reason. Just weird things like that. And just, of course, weird steampunky looking things. Oh, that mannequin with the tiger mask that made me scream. Right. That was really fucking creepy. But... And some mechanical things, too. There was that one uh, monster, mechanical monster that they yeah, would roll, they roll out, out and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And that was very cool. Yeah, and so what was neat about this, it feels like you're wandering, well, obviously, through someone else's dream. And the spirits or the residents were kind of aware of you and kind of not. Some of them were, some, but you didn't feel like you were there. Nobody was popping out and going, boo, at you. Not really. They might do something creepy around you. They might whisper something in your ear, but you kind of felt like you weren't there for a lot of it. For me, anyway. So the person I decided to follow was this woman that was coming off as this total predatory lesbian. And I loved her. She had the Victorian garb. And I walk into this room, and she's attacking this poor girl. And actually, it turned out to be a bisexual woman because she, I guess she, she kept repeating the same loop over and over with, I guess, whichever actor happened, she happened to catch. But she would just grab them and, like, throw them down and try to do stuff with them and making them look at himself in a mirror. And she'd be writhing, and they'd get away, and she'd trash the room, and it would be crazy. Yeah, you, I, I was going to say, you seemed to got more out of the, that part of the story initially than I did. But well, I'm attracted to redheaded predatory lesbians. So. <laughs> what could I say? But it seemed like after after kind of getting through it, it was kind of maybe the wife and the husband seeming maybe to have a fight or or maybe she was yeah upset of something. What? Because yeah. then you you applied the furies to it, and it was like okay, revenge <laughs> for maybe cheating, uh, retribution for cheating or right. something, and then the death. But there was interesting, people kept whispering this one thing and everyone, be careful what you wish for. Yeah, some people were, people were either singing, some people were whispering, like I said, Bree said, careful what you wish for. And I had a girl going, careful what you dream about, careful what you lust for, and that sort of a thing. So there was a Victorian morals thing coming into this as well. I went back into the main room where the stage was, and I found all these torn notes, and they all said the same thing, or was close to the same thing. We know what you did. They know what you did. You know what you did. I know what you did. Over and over and over again, kind of like all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. And that was in the main nightmare room. I'm like, okay, so I guess she's been having dirty thoughts. That's what I got. If we're talking about lust and I know what you did, she did something dirty. 
or maybe not. Didn't really matter. It was it was your own story. Make it up, and there was no help. I got the feeling that the whole place was a little bit crowded. Like if there are a few less of us, I think it might have been a better experience. But I'm blaming it on the douchebags. Douchebags ruin everything. There also seemed to be a divide between the performers. There, it's a theater company that puts this on, and mostly they do dance. And that was very evident in all these spirits and the people that they were attacked. It would be very dance-oriented, very energetic, very terrifying and lovely to watch. And then there was everybody else who seemed to be high school students and... Not quite as into it or as... Or not as, not, not as skilled. Skilled. But still very interesting, very... Visually, yeah. And it, it took a moment to discover. You know, sometimes you just walk through a, a house and you feel like you're being pushed through and ding, bing, 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 bing. You discover this at your own pace. Yeah, and you discover and what you find. It's like sometimes you, you were sitting there going, um, okay, what am I supposed to look for? I'm, and then all of a sudden you look, look a little bit closer and there you get immersed in something and you're like, what does this mean? What does that mean? And yeah. It, yeah, it was nice. One of my most exciting things to discover, though, was when I went up towards the stage again, the chain. Oh, yes, yes, yes. The I train looked, woman, the woman pulling the chain. Remember yeah. her? Chung, 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 chung. I decided that I'd look down into the hole. Which had this bright light beaming out of it with the steam. And there was a guy down, dressed in very Victorian clothes. Yeah, your basic steampunk with the, with the, with the, with the goggles and everything. But it, deep in the bowels of the, under the stage. With the... With tools and pipe tools and stuff in the hole basically it would be a steam engine down yeah. there and sweating and... and it was creepy as hell it like added to the whole hellish vision and i'm like oh, okay that's weird yeah well, and it looked like he'd been there forever. forever forever and that's gonna come back later like i said this is really hard to describe otherwise finally they come and get us because you know you, you don't know how long you're gonna be in there They're like we'll you'll know when it's time for you to go we'll come and get you and so they come and get us and we're herded down into the bowels of the theater and, you know, we're thinking it's over, and it is, for the most part, but there's one more thing to see. And this is what tied the whole house together for me and just left me with this great oogie, creepy feeling. I had to explain it to Mr. Brad, but that's okay. <laughs> I understand that. Oogie and creepy, yes. <laughs> I didn't understand oogie and creepy. No, but he didn't get why I found it oogie and creepy. There was that girl again from the beginning on a little bed, still having a nightmare, but she had puppet strings tied to her arms and her feet, and her writhing is being pulled by these mysterious puppet strings, which are being held by this woman who's hovering over her, whispering in her ear. You can't hear what she's whispering, but And if you follow the puppet strings back, you can see that there's a woman back there weaving, you know, using a loom, which is being powered by the steam, which was the guy under the stage, which was right. attached to the chain. So I'm like, this is all this weird spider web sort of spinning this nightmare for this sleeping woman. I said, that was a really creepy image. He didn't get that part of it, or that's not what he interpreted it as. But when I explained it to him after, he was like, ooh, that is creepy. No, I, my, initial, my initial thought was that it was somehow tied into some sort of S&M something or another. I, I don't know, but it was... Uh, hey, yeah, it worked, that works too. Yeah, it had that flavor of it as well, so... After you explained that you saw that the, the threads were kind of, uh, instead of being just a bondage thread, mm -hmm. kind of also being woven... It was all attached, the, yeah. That it made a lot of sense. Yeah. And it also, with the, the music that kept playing. Come on, new me, beautiful dreamer. I have to go pee. I don't know the lyrics. But yeah, I thought it was cool. Honestly, of the three houses that I visited, in a way, this one was my favorite because it was the most different than anything that I saw. Um, I liked that the story wasn't forced down your throat. I liked that there was nobody leaping out at you, but yet it was creepy. And the, the space was fantastic. This old theater was the creepiest place to have this. 
and just being able to explore all these nooks and crannies was exciting. Yeah, and I think the, you know, for me, it's always the whole idea of this alternate possibility of a universe or, mm. or a life experience that what if something had changed or, and it brought that back in very well. Yeah, and I, hopefully they'll do it again next year. I have all the information on the uh, show notes, Steampunk Haunted House. I liked it. So did I. Far out. I like you, Mr. Brad. I like you too. And gross. Okay, kids, remember a couple weeks ago I talked about the Vortex Haunted House? Remember the one I said that you go through completely alone and it's totally dark? Well, I know you remember because I've been getting calls out the wazoo saying, When are you going? When are you going? Tell us about it. Tell us about it. Well, I went. I went this past Tuesday and I'm here with my friend Kristen Quinn who accompanied me. Say hi, Kristen. Hey, guys. Uh, Kristen is very cool. She, not only is she my neighbor and an actress, she is a super famous model. Of course. Yes, yes. Um, so you just got back from China, didn't you? I did. I spent a lovely two months in China. It was amazing. Excellent. Actually. I'm jealous. <laughs> jealous. I had my staycation in Sunnyside. Um, and we're also joined by Sebastian the Cat, who is determined to knock everything over because we have a pretty girl in the house. <laughs> Showing off. Okay, so um, so I was very excited when Kristen said that she was going to join me on this. I was planning on going anyway. Oh yeah, I actually I've never been to, uh, a, like I've never been to a haunted house um, where they were actually you know, the theater company was putting it on, and I was like you know I, I'd really love to do that actually. This is New York City. There's probably a lot of really cool haunted houses to go to, and who would better know than. Patrick. Me, yes. <laughs> um, and what you said is, is accurate, something I didn't mention before. It is being put on by a theater company. Now, I, too, am used to going to um, houses that are put on by locals or high schoolers or what have you, and I was kind of intrigued as well to see what theater people are going to do. Yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't quite have the same effect. You no, know. no. Yeah, so we had gone out to see a, a show at the theater, and she just happened to mention, I want to see all these haunted houses, and I said, well. I just heard about this one, 
and I told her what I told you guys. You go through by yourself, but it's completely dark. She's like, I'm in. <laughs> I'm always up for an adventure. And boy, did we get one. Oh, God. We certainly did. Okay. Now, I know some of you checked out the website for the Vortex Theater. Now, unlike most haunted houses, this had a huge set of rules before you get you go in. And you had to sign a waiver. One of the rules was nobody under 18 admitted, which we completely understand now. That's pretty standard sometimes. Sometimes, but yeah. they, but for this one, <laughs> yes. without spoiling anything yet, this really needed an age limit. <laughs> but you know what really got me was the last, the last rule was may encounter sexual and violent acts. And I was like, to me, or am I going to see it on some image on the screen? And that was really confusing because I was like, well, I don't really want people molesting me on this. Well, and the thing too, it, the, the, this, this rule that she's talking about, in the same sentence it says, you will be touched and exposed to violence and sexual acts. And she's like, um, I'm like, um, I'm like, it can't be that bad. But we'll come back to that. And we did sign a waiver. We did sign he a waiver. You did remind me of that. But yes. I was still like, uh. It would be shut down, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what we thought. Anyway, um, yeah, it had a whole bunch of rules, and I'm just going to rattle off a couple of them now. Uh, you had to stay on a marked path, because actually I told you guys that you got nothing but a pen light. Not this year. You got nothing. Absolutely nothing. Of course, you weren't allowed to um, touch the actors. You never are. But you would also be told at certain points to do certain things, and you had to do them, and they said it was for your own safety. You also were not allowed to speak, which I thought was weird. It said... Uh, Feel free to scream all you want, but no talking aloud. We um we had to wear a mask. Well, I don't even know what they're called. The doctors wear. You know when people. Well, have I, I, I like. What, I, yeah, thank you. That's what you said to Brad. Because <laughs> Mr. Brad came with this too, but he was too chicken to go in the house. Ba, 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 which is he would have died. <laughs> he would have died. He's a very delicate creature. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Brad was very concerned because it said on the, on the website that you're going to have to wear a protective mask. And, of course, we're all like, what kind of mask are we going to have to wear? I was thinking it was going to be goggles because if you're getting touched in the dark, you should protect your eyes. And he's like, well, maybe it's some sort of headphone equipment and they're going to put in all these sounds and stuff and lasers and stuff because being all tech nerd. And I'm like, I, 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 something tells me for 20 bucks we're not getting a whole technical thing. <laughs> we come out and he has... What kind of mask did you have to wear? And Kristen said, You know, the kind where well, the doctors have to wear, or the people wear when there's SARS or the bird flu. Yes, that was the long way of saying it. She just goes, <laughs> Oh, you know, SARS masks. And I'm like, Yeah, I'm so, okay, sure. Uh huh. I said bird flu masks. So, you know. <laughs> Actually, and I was thankful for that because the actors did come up really close to your face and breathe on you. And it was just and nice other to not things. have the breath, you know, and other things. The bad breath and other things. Yeah. And you. the alarming thing, which I didn't notice on the rules when I saw them on the website was that you would have to remove your shoes and socks. That got me nervous. And to be particularly honest, when we started going through the house, they didn't ask us to take off our shoes and socks. So I thought, oh, maybe they're not doing that this year. Maybe they're not doing that tonight. No, 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 that comes later. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This is what we were talking about before. Uh, but Kristen said, please be aware you'll encounter fog, standard, strobe light, standard, complete darkness, sure. Crawling on your hands and knees, stairs, loud noises, physical contact, and sexual and violent situations. Kristen was very excited when she found out that there was a safety word. <laughs> Which is? Should we say it? <laughs> well, it was safety, but I safety. Uh, it was safety, but I wanted to get her to say banana pants. <laughs> I was convincing her that it was banana pants. 
Imagine the situation. She's in there screaming, Blair Pants! Blair Pants! And nobody's coming. <laughs> but we did screen that on the way to the haunted house. Yes, we did. Hear, we so. took video of all this, but it didn't come out, unfortunately, because it was too dark. But as with everything I do, I can't just talk about the event or the movie itself. I have to talk about everything leading up to it. Now, the first thing Kristen and I agreed to do beforehand was... Have a drink or two. Have cocktails, because <laughs> to be perfectly honest, I was... I had some butterflies. I was a little nervous. Yeah, because I, I don't really... I'm kind of scared of the dark at times. I grew up as, uh, with lots of nightmares as a child. And the thought of having to walk alone into a haunted house and not with a group of pers uh, people or a even person. with a friend of <laughs> persons. Yes. Yeah, that was making me a little bit nervous. Yeah, me too. And also, I had read on the Facebook, my friend Christopher had gone to see it the, uh, the previous Friday. And he was saying beforehand, he's like, I gotta admit, I'm a little nervous. And I talked to him about it. And he sent me a message the next day. He's like, I'm still creeped out. And it's 12 hours later. I'm like, oh shit, what are we in for? <laughs> well, I never expected what we were in for. But anyway, we got cocktails. We did. So that was good. And we were so excited to get there. We were so excited to get there that we walked right past the place. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, um, where it is, is not the, it's not a bad neighborhood, but it's not a particularly populated neighborhood it's very industrial well you would have no idea that it was there it was just a door yeah it basically. was a door yeah you know very easy to miss yes and so we go in there's a dark lobby and there's some people in there and surprisingly there wasn't much of a line you buy tickets in time blocks and um ours was for nine o'clock and it was just guaranteeing that you were going to get in sometime between nine and ten but we pretty much got right on the line we had two guys ahead of us and mr brad got to hold Kristen's purse <laughs> it's a very important job, you know. Well, it is a very important, and he did it well. Yes, he did. I said, make yourself no, useful. Nothing was goddamn missing. <laughs> Are you sure? Uh, well, are you sure? Maybe I'm I, sure. I think I had an extra twenty in there. Uh -huh. I was okay. thinking more like his, your your mascara might have disappeared. Oh. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying, or maybe some candy. <laughs> 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 we do have some usable footage of us signing the waiver, which felt like a death warrant at the time. <laughs> yes. Kristen just had the pen. She's like, do I really want to do this? And she, it was funny. And so we get on the line. And surprisingly, they let, there were two guys in front of us, like I said. And they brought all of us in at the same time. So I was like, oh, maybe we are walking in a group. Of course, mm, no. me being optimistic as always. Yes. Now, my take on this and the whole point, I'm looking at this lobby and I'm thinking okay this ain't nothing they did nothing to the lobby except that it was dark and separating the lobby from the house was garbage bags you know a wall of garbage bags i'm like okay low tech so far not impressed and so they let us past the first row of garbage bags and now we're standing in a hallway of garbage bags very narrow hallway and we're told to wait very rudely by a very bossy man and he lets us stand there for what feels like forever now i turn to Kristen at this point and i say you know what this is really clever they're just letting us stand here and stew in total darkness. And Kristen's like, I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> Show me something scary. You're like, I paid $20 for this? A stand in the dark? With three homosexuals? Because the guys in front of us were total queens. But <laughs> <laughs> Me and the queens. Yeah, in the, always, yeah. in the dark. Yeah. In the dark. So then, finally, the main man comes out and he's like, you three, in. Breaking up me and Kristen. So, I'm like... Bye. <laughs> now, I was very worried leaving you alone. I'm like, is she going to be okay? She's a very delicate creature herself. But clearly you were fine. Oh, I'm fine. 
Good for you. (laughs) (laughs) I can kick some zombie ass if I really needed to. If there were zombies. If there were zombies. If there were zombies. I kind of wish there were zombies. I kind of wish there were. Oh, no, that would have been the last thing even more gross. (laughs) Well, there were zombies at the end, but we'll get to that. Okay, we'll get to that. Um, So I'm taken into this little teeny tiny room. The three of us basically say that we don't have epilepsy. He lines Mm -hmm. us up like soldiers. He's shining lights directly in our eyes and being all bossy creepy. And then he physically throws us into this little teeny tiny white room. And this heavy strobe is going on in there. And he's like, you stand there and you wait and you face this direction, which is pretty much facing directly into the strobes. And we're standing there. Again, what feels like forever. All of a sudden, the curtain rips open. He grabs one of the other guys by the arm and goes, you! And drags him into the other room and leaves the rest of us standing there. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. Eventually, he comes from the other guy. And I'm there by myself for, again, what seems like eternity. And I'm thinking, this is, this is interesting. I see what you're doing here. Because we're going to be going through a dark house and you're shining bright lights in our faces so that we're going to be even more disoriented. I'm being all clinical so as not to be scared. But then the other part of me is going, you know, this garbage bag thing, which I thought was really cheap, is now starting to feel very effective because I feel like I've wandered into somebody's kinko basement. (laughs) And I don't mean kinko the copy place. I mean like weird serial killer Dexter crime scene sort of thing. But before he comes for me, the curtain throws open and who's there? Yeah, Kristen and her group come in. And they're like, I turned to her, I'm like, I've been here for like 20 minutes. <laughs> and one of the other girls was like, oh my God, really? I'm like, I'm so glad you're here. Because being there by myself was scary. Finally, the man comes for me. Again, this is the dread part of it too. I've seen how violently he took the other people out of the room. And now I'm just standing there waiting for my turn. Well, that was the worst part because the strobes were, you couldn't see anything because the strobes were so violent in your eyes. (laughs) And so I'm sitting here waiting after Patrick leaves. I'm waiting and I'm like, this is going to be the worst part because I'm just waiting for someone to jump up, jump out and grab me. Uh Because you know what's coming. She saw what happened to me. So And you know, like in the midst of all the strobe lights, there was actually like an X. Some I don't know if you saw it. There was like an X on the side. And I actually just focused on that because I was like, I need to look away from where they're going to jump out and get me or I'm just going to. So they weren't fucking around when they were asking if we had epilepsy or not. Because if you did, oh my God, you would have exploded. Yeah. But the neat thing that happened that did not happen when I was first thrown into the room, but it happened after Kristen came in, was they started filling up this teeny tiny room with fog. Now we're completely blind. You could see nothing with, between the fog and the strobes. It was really disorienting and really scary, and that's when I got dragged away. My question, though, is how do, how do the actors see us? I don't know. I'm thinking of getting in touch with the guy who runs the place and having an interview with him at some point, yeah. but that's some of the mysteries. Anyway, so I get dragged off, and get thrown into this corridor and I'm told to just walk and to follow the ropes. There's some strings on the side of the wall. Do you see them? Do you see them? That's the last thing you're going to see. <laughs> Start walking. And so I'm following the ropes. And Kristen, feel free to chime in with what happened with in, 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 in your experience of uh, it too. So. Yeah, well, he said, he, he threw open and he's like, do you see the strings? And then he, and I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then he had to do it again. I was like, oh. Oh, those. Okay. <laughs> oh, those. Okay. So, okay, so I'm walking down this very long corridor following these, these strings. And what I said was going to happen did happen because I still have the ghost strobes going on behind my eyes. And it's making the dark, doing weird things to the dark. Like for me, it felt like the whole corridor was getting smaller and smaller. And I was literally crouching down. And I thought about it. And I stuck my hand up. I'm like, there's nothing up there. <laughs> so I kept walking along. And again, I'm crouching down. He's <laughs> practically crawling. It's stupid. But as I'm walking along the hall... 
all of a sudden somebody tickles me on the back of the neck. Just one. I'm like, okay, that wasn't bad. Then I don't know what else happened. Like somebody just made a noise in my ear and some were like grabbing my neck. I was yeah. like, oh look, a neck massage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we're just getting these little hints of that there's people around you. And even though it's totally black. And then when it got to the end of the corridor, I got attacked, like hardcore attacked. They grabbed my wrist and said, don't you fucking move. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you fucking move. And I got a guy grabbing my wrist, pulling them in front of me. And somebody behind me with his hands around my shoulders, pulling me back like really far. And he did not let me go until I relaxed. It was really creepy. Like it's more I thought. He didn't say anything. And then they were just said, go sit, sit down. Because apparently there was a chair behind me. I, I saw the chair, but I, I don't think I, I sat at that point. Mm. I can't remember. I don't remember either. I know they flashed light in my eyes again. <laughs> and there was a lot of that. And then we sat in the chair forever. Like for a really long time, just sitting in the dark in this chair. And it was A, boring. Yeah. And on the other hand, like I became hyper aware of things. Like I'm, I'm sensing people around me. I'm hearing people around me. And then again, every now and then somebody would do something. Somebody blew in my ear. That made me scream, I must admit. <laughs> uh, they flashed light in my eyes. They must have been two inches in front of me, scared the hell out of me. And then somebody went up my pants leg. Yeah. That didn't happen to Kristen because she was wearing tights. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that. No, somebody grabbed my foot. I said, they're ro- slowly rolling up my pant leg. And fingers are going up my legs, gently pulling on my hairs. And going down, sticking the finger down my sock. And then I guess they had an ice cube or something because all of a sudden there was cold stuff. Now, something I want to interject here, which I probably should have said in the first part of this, there ain't no ghosties and ghoulies in this haunted house. Yeah. It's like, it was more a psychosexual thing. So that, just, that there were people in the dark that were going to do things to you and you had nothing to say because you weren't allowed to say anything. So you had to just do what you're told, become the submissive in this weird kind of sadomasochistic relationship with you in this house. So the, the name's a misnomer. Um. We, we had to crawl through that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. After, after this goes on for a while, we're forcibly thrown out of the chair. And I think they were nicer to you because you're pretty. But <laughs> Yes, because they could clearly see that in the dark. They might. Who knows? They might have had those, those night vision goggles or something. <laughs> or something. I don't know. Because I got thrown a lot. They beat the crap out of me. So. Well, they threw me too, but I, I didn't sit. They just kind of like pushed me and they, they told me to crawl. Yeah, and then there's that weird tunnel that had to have, like, reds in it. What am I imagining that wrong? No. No. Like that's reds a, and smog. Yeah, there were, yeah, it was, it, you could see a little bit of this tunnel. Yeah. Um, and I got to the end of this tunnel, crawling through the tunnel, and I'm half crawling out, and all of a sudden, there's somebody around me, like, all hugging up on me from behind. So I'm bent over in a very compromising position. All of a sudden, <laughs> I got this voice in my ear, like, hey, baby, where are you going? What's your name? And I'm like, okay, this is fucked up right here. Yeah, I, I when he asked me my name, I, the pretty much the same thing happened. I was like, but we're not supposed to talk. But I said, Kristen. I, I said it too because I said we're also <laughs> supposed to obey rules. And they were asking me a name. I'm going to say my name. And I really shouldn't have because I just got back and said, oh, Patrick. Exactly. Yeah. And then I didn't know whether, because he was kind of grabbing me. And I, I didn't know, am I supposed to keep crawling away from him or am I supposed to stay? So Yeah, I froze. <laughs> I froze because I had hands all over me and just like like right in my ear and like tickling his my ear with his nose and stuff. And he, he eventually started guiding me. But as I'm crawling away, He's crawling with me, so he's still around me, and he's like, oh, tell me all the things he's going to do to me. And he's like, 
You know what I think, little faggot? I think you're more turned on than scared. And I said, a little of both, actually. A little of both. I had to be honest. I'm like, this is kind of freaky and hot at the same time. You thought it was hot? It was, oh, ki- wow. it was kind of freaky. He had a nice voice. <laughs> okay, well, I'll get his number for him. Thank you. <laughs> Thank <next> you. <laughs> yeah, and eventually he let me go. And I, my, that was the stairs after that. And I'm like, call me. But... <laughs> So we have to walk. Then we're told to walk down this flight of stairs. Now we have lights. Yeah, there's finally lights. First time there are full, not full lights, but now we can see. And we go down the stairs, and there's a woman waiting down there for us, a girl. And we could see her the whole time. She's not going to pop out at you, but she's creepy. She's dead. Yeah, she was the closest thing to a ghosty looking thing, but I don't know if she was ghosty or strung out or what the hell she was supposed to be because she was. I get down there, and she's got, she's grabbing me, and she's touching me, and she's talking to me the whole time. Except all she was. You couldn't hear anything she was saying. She's like, but she was telling you something really intently. And I'm like, I don't know how to react to this. There's a shattered mirror there. And she turns me toward the mirror and she starts fixing my hair. I'm like, what's left of it? And she did the weirdest thing. Then she, uh, I don't know where she got them. She, they were on the wall. Oh, they were on the, on the, weir- the, the wall. She pulled off these little papers from the wall. Like it was masking to, tape. It was masking it was tape. Mas- yeah. Masking tape with paper. And, uh, dressed me and stuck them on my ears like she was dressing a doll. Yeah, I didn't get that right away. I'm like, she's putting masking tape on my ears and this is freaking me out because I'm like, I don't understand this and the fact that I don't understand this, it's freaking me out. <laughs> but I, I I, was freaking out way too early because what happened after that is really bad. She turns us away from the mirror and she's looking at you. She's fixing your clothes and doing this and that and then she st- steps back and she starts rubbing herself all up and down her legs and starts hiking up her skirt. And, I'm and like, I was like, what am I going to see here? Like, don't move. I'm like, like I'm not happy. And you know what? None of it was good. Because she reached in under her skirt. And she came out with a handful of blood. As it said, we're not allowed to speak. We were allowed to scream. I wasn't screaming. I was going, oh, oh, oh. And then she just starts coming at me really slow and starts putting it on my cheeks. Smearing menstrual blood on my cheeks. Well, you, you, maybe you were looking a little pale. I guess I was. You did some blush. I guess I was. <laughs> now I'm screaming. I'm like, ah! Oh, my God! And then she turned me back towards the mirror and starts fixing my hair again. And now I get it. I'm like, no, I'm, she's making pretty pretty. Ew! <laughs> You're her child, her little girl. I don't know. I think she was making us pretty pretty for our friend at the end. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so let me get sent to another room. There's a girl there. We have to sit in this barber chair type deal. She keeps spinning us around and, and... licking nuzzling and oh yeah she was like she was like licking my shoe and licking my leg and yeah nibbling n- my nibbling ear my neck and my ear yeah because what, what she did was too because we're in a barber chair she's spinning us around at one point she just spins us around she goes don't turn around and she just started doing all kinds of things with her hair and with her face and, and again like this is this weird combination of creepy and erotic like in another circumstance this might be very nice <laughs> well i'm just saying Nothing yeah. that she was doing was awful. Right. But she was kind of zombie-ish. And she was. We just she, had menstrual blood on our We sheets, do have menstrual. So I was very aware of the menstrual blood. A little awkward yes, at no, time. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and, and a mask. And, and a SARS mask. So we are That's looking right, so pretty mask. right now. <laughs> well, for me, she... Um, oh, she did, yeah. She took, off my, um, she took off my boot and then my sock very slowly and was very sensual with it. And then, you know... I had tights on, so she like was like, oh, I guess we'll leave those. <laughs> uh, yeah. Which I was kind of thankful for. Oh, yeah, for what came next. Yeah, same thing. She took off just one, just one shoe, 
And I was thinking of you. I'm like, she's taking off that boot. That's going to take like an hour because Kristen's uh-huh. wearing like thigh highs practically. You know, she's wearing these, good, these wonderful bitch boots that I envy. Um, <laughs> and she takes off the shoe and basically throws us out of the chair and goes, walk that way. Go that way. You know, she chases this next thing. And all I'm thinking is like, they better not lose my shoe. That's what I said. Oh. We don't get the shoe back. She kept the shoe. I'm like, what? Okay. So I'm kind of annoyed because I'm like, if you're going to take them, take both. Because I'm like, stump, clop, stump, clop, stump, clop. <laughs> feeling really stupid. And then this next room is just a long hallway. There's nobody in it, but there's a couple of TV monitors set up that are showing us on them as we're walking down this hallway. And I'm walking down the hallway, and the floor is funky. There's stuff on the floor. Like, it's messed up, and there's a lot of garbage on the floor. But I didn't look closely at what it was first. And it was cold, and it was slimy, and I looked down, and it's all used condoms and i'm so glad i had my tights on i thought of that too i'm like she was so happy that she's wearing her goddamn tights because i got a (laughs) foot full i got a face full of menstrual blood i got cum on my foot (laughs) and i'm watching myself on the camera going ah ah," which was my noise apparently for this house because i did that a lot more than screaming just "Ah, ah, ah." i was just silent that's how i am when i'm very disturbed i don't i don't really say anything or Make noises. So you yeah. know I'm really disturbed when I'm just quiet. Yeah. I, I'm normally quiet too, but I figured I want to make some noise in here just to see. Because normally I, I go clinical because I used to build these things. So I'm always analyzing shit. And I figure if I just go along with the screaming, I, it'll shut my brain up a bit. If that makes any sense. So we get to the end of the long hallway. And this is the last room. No. Yeah. And the cat just knocked everything <laughs> off the table like cats do when you're podcasting. Well done, Mr. Sebastian. Yeah, now the attention's on you. It's everybody's <laughs> listening to you now, you fat son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, uh, we got to the last room and... No, 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 you skipped the whole... Uh... Oh my God, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right, I'm sorry, I completely yeah. forgot, I completely forgot. Yeah, because this, this was where I get really... Yeah, this is where I got really fucked up. Like the menstrual blood and everything else is not fucked up. All of a sudden, we're jumped again and our hands are bound behind our back. And we're forced to go on our knees. On our knees. Yeah, so we're led into this blank room after the Hall of Condoms. Uh, our, our, our wrists are bound behind our backs, and we're told to kneel. And we're left there for a while, and then all of a sudden, I got attacked again, and they put a bag over my head. No hostage style. And we were left there for a really long time, it yeah. felt like. So if you're claustrophobic at all, I would not suggest this. No, no. Uh, really, actually, I thought that before because when um, while I was in that room, the white room with that mask on, I started to realize how close the room felt just because of the mask. Because you became very aware of your breathing, and it felt like you were panting even though you weren't, and that was kind of adding to the paranoia of the whole situation. Flash forward, now I've got a SARS mask on my face and a black bag over my head. I can see nothing and I can't move because my hands are seriously bound. They weren't fucking around. I tried to get out. I could not get out, and I had to keep telling myself I'm in a theatrical production right now. <laughs> Nothing's going to happen because I was getting a little nervous. And plus my nose itched. As soon as he put the bag on, I'm like, <laughs> of course. Oh, yeah. And then finally they came, somebody came for us. Stand up. Dragged us to the other side of the room. And I don't know what they made you do. That they, part's a blur all of a sudden. Yeah. They made me, first they made me scream. I want to hear you scream. That wasn't loud enough. Neither was that. Now bark like a dog. Oh, yes. He had me bark like a dog. Yeah. I, I forgot. Yeah, but I barked like a dog, but then he said something that really disturbed me. He's like, do it again. Bark like a dog for my friend. I'm like, who else is here? How many people are here? This is fucked up right now. So I think this is when they took all the bondage stuff off for the base de resistance or the penis de resistance, if you will. We go into this last room and it's like a junkie den. 
there's nothing in there except clothes strewn everywhere. Clothes that clearly did not belong to the person who was in there. And lots of shoes. Lots of shoes. And a bare mattress and a buck naked black man. Yes. Yeah. Jabbering, crazy, buck naked black man. And he had his stand on this axe in the corner of the room. You go stand in the corner. You go stand in the corner. Yeah. Yeah. And while I'm standing in the corner, I, I know Kristen faced the wall. And I was like, you know, subtly turning and looking at the black guy and being like, is he really naked? Yeah, he was really, really he was really, naked. really naked. Really, really naked. And from where I'm standing, there was, there was a, the corner had, had an edge to it. So we couldn't directly see where he was. Couldn't see the mattress directly. But I'm watching the shadows on the wall. And he's attacking something on that mattress. Like a crazy person. I'm like, wow, what the fuck is going on over there? And I turn to my right a little bit and there's a mirror. I'm like, oh my God, that's what he's doing. He's, he's humping something on that mattress to death is what's going on. And finally he comes for me. He's like, you come over here. Get on the bed. And I'm like, okay. And then I look at the bed and there's a dead naked girl on the bed. Not a dummy. Real naked girl. Lying still on the bed. She did have nice boobs. She did have... Uh, you know what? I was... Did you think that? I... <laughs> you know, for me, it was like, that's a blur. Like, I'm in panic mode at this point. And I'm like, do what am I supposed to get on top of her? Is that what you mean? He's like, you stand get next to her. Lay down. I'm like, oh my God, this is so grody. This is... Because it's gross in here. And it's gross. And it smells. And it's... And then he's like down on my face. He's running his hands all over my body. He's like, oh, oh you're nice. And the next thing you know, the girl pops up. And she climbs right on top of me. And she's grinding her naked body all over me. And he's on the other ear grinding on me. So I'm in a threesome with these two junkie freaks. <laughs> yeah. That, that would be the sexual act that we were warned yeah, about. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought we were going to witness it. Yeah, me too. I didn't think we were going to be it. Now you can say that you've had a threesome with... Zombies. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah, I got a t-shirt yeah. made about that one. Um, yeah, I don't think there were zombies. Just, uh, just dead. I don't even think they were dead. They were just freakos. <laughs> anyway, um, if you want to think, it makes you feel better that they're zombies, then you say they're zombies. But for me, they were very real. I don't know if it happened to you, but they started fighting over me. Did that happen for you? He started yelling. He was like, you leave him alone. He's mine. She's like, no, he's mine. Mine. And there's like boobies in my face. Oh, it my God. It could have happened. Maybe I'm blocking this out. You probably yeah. are. You probably are. I do remember How him. could they not fight over you, you gorgeous thing? <laughs> You're like, you were used to that. You're like, yeah, yeah. This is yeah. another day. It's a Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> what I do remember, though, is after he was finished with whatever he was doing with me, um, he went over to my boot and wiped himself off on it. Yes, he did. Yeah. Oh, God. That's right. That's what he did. I saw him go over there and do something to it, but I did. I guess I blocked that out, that he wiped his dingle off on my shoe. Yeah. And then we were dismissed. Yeah, he, he, he told me to find my boot, and I was like, I'm yeah. so glad it's tall and red. Oh, yeah, 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 right, right, right. He says, find your shoe and get the fuck out of here. And I'm looking around, and it's I have a black sneaker, <laughs> There's black shoes everywhere, and there's like 25 of them. And I'm like, uh. luckily I found it right away. Because <laughs> so I'm like, I'm going to be in here a really long time. And I'm trying this on like fucking Cinderella. So finally I leave the room, and it's normal lighting. And we go up the stairs, and there's a very nice woman up there, you know, who was one of the people who checked you in. She's like, okay, hi. Just go in the bathroom here and like wash your hands and get that stuff off your face. And I walk in. I'm like, oh, gosh, this is great. I'm looking at myself in the mirror, with, and I'm like, I am the picture of gorgeousness right now. And I put my shoe down, I turn on the faucet, the door flings open, 
And this guy grabs me. He's like, get the fuck out! And threw me into the lobby where we started. And I mean threw me. There's kind of a video of me just flying through this curtain and landing on my face. <laughs> and for me, that was the meanest part. I'm like, I thought it was over. I totally bought into that. And I don't have my shoe. <laughs> <laughs> now, Brad and I are waiting for Kristen. And she's taking a really long time to come out. Like, a really long time to come out. And I'm starting to get nervous. Well, I, I was in the bathroom, but I for some reason, I just had a feeling it wasn't over, so I no, didn't really do smarter anything. Smarter than I am. <laughs> and so, of course, they come out and grab me, and then I, I fall to the ground, and then the guy picks me up, and he's like, are you okay? And I was like, yes. He's like, are you sure? I was like, yes. And he's like, then get out of here, and he threw me, and I... Then I was back to reality. Okay. He didn't throw you hard, though, because, because, because Brad and I were waiting in the lobby for her to come back, and she just opens up the curtain, and she's like, that was creepy. That wasn't scary at all. It was just creepy. We're all like, like everyone else is recovering in the corner, and she's like, that's fine. I'm like, they were easy to you on, because you're pretty. Because they could clearly, once again, see that in Clearly, they can tell. They can sense that you're that gorgeous. You're radiant even in the dark. Yeah, so that was our experience. And it was, afterwards, we're, try, we're talking about it on the camera. We're just like, ba-ba-da, ba-ba-da, ba-ba-da. And like, to hear it back, you know, it, it sounded like we were crazy people. We were like squawking birds. Uh-huh. And um, then Brad wanted to get a cupcake. And I was like, you know what? I deserve a cupcake. I just got, yeah, thank so, you. So <laughs> um, after that, and I still, we still had blood on our cheeks. Yes, we still had menstrual blood on our cheeks. Like, she couldn't get it off. I still had a little bit when I got home. And I'm like, this is, this is magical. And I'm just thankful that I had my tights because, you know, the, the people having sex with us. Gross. I, yeah. 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 I'm just glad I didn't go to, because they do this in the summer as well. I don't know if it's the same setup. They do a midsummer haunt, they called it. Because I'd be in shorts and like a tank top and that'd be even grosser. <laughs> 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 but can you imagine people that have dealt with maybe abuse in the past that would do this? Yeah. It's so like, I, 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 yeah. I just think it's so inappropriate. Yeah. I... I hadn't thought of it quite in those terms. Like, if you didn't really know what you were in for. I mean, we kind of knew what we were in for. We were completely wrong. I'm just wondering. I'm wondering. I mean, at least they have that word for safety. But I wonder how I wonder banana how pants. many people... Yes, banana pants, clearly. How many people actually use it? They usually they have, a, they have a Twitter account, and they post how many oh. people a night use it. And it's usually like three or four. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's kind of a lot, actually. Yeah. Well, not surprisingly, I mean, it got into some heavy <laughs> know, shit. Right? What if I was like, hey, mom, do you want to go to this haunted house? I know. Wow. If I brought, yeah. Well, She'd be like, you are not living in New York City anymore. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I thought I was going to see vampires. <laughs> Me too, mom. Me too. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, well, looking at it from that angle, I, I see what they're doing. But I kind of, I, I think it's wise for them not to be mass marketing it. It's yes. not for mass market. It no. is for theater people because I can see the value of it as a production. I mean, it delves into some really dark recesses of humanity and your limits and stuff like that. And, you know, you're, you're, it's a play. You're going through a play and you're the main character. <laughs> All attention's on you the whole time. And it's, it's weird. I, you go, Chris. I was just saying it was just a very, very interesting night. Not what I expected. Not at all. I mean, I'm glad I did it. Me too. Got out of my comfort yeah, zone. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. And you've got stories forever. Yes. Yes. Watch that glass is going to knock it over. Oh, Sebastian. Oh, Brad, stop knocking things over. Um, there wasn't, I see why they do it year round, though, because there's really nothing Halloween-y about it. But it's something I would recommend to certain people. You, not for everybody. Not for everybody. And I don't know if it's like this every year. Because I know somebody who went to it last year and said, oh, this was really intense this year. I'm like, oh. Okay. 
So if you like to be shocked, even though we just told all the secrets that there are, but yeah, well, most of these people, most there's nobody. I I apparently have no listeners in the New York area because I keep giving away free stuff and nobody takes it. So I think it's safe to ruin it. Okay. Yeah, and this they're probably not going to get this to Halloween after it closes. So it's fair. It's fair. Anyway, so um, last thoughts. No, me either. Fuck this house. <laughs> thank you for joining me, Kristen. It was awesome having you. You're welcome, and thank you for having me. You're and welcome. Inviting me to the uh, the haunted house. And uh, Kristen has a blog all about her life in the exciting fashion world. You want to tell folks about that? Sure. Where they can find it? Uh, yes. Uh, isn't it funny that I can't remember the exact address? It's like Kristen Quinn at Blogspot. Dot com. You can also go through my website at kristenquinn.com as well. Okay, I'll put all that in the show notes for all of you who want to check out the lovely lady who's been talking in your ears for the past half an hour. Okay, thank you, Kristen. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, guys. Just one more thing. I completely forgot to do this. I should have done this while she was here, but for having the balls to go with me to the Vortex Haunted House, for being a good sport about getting some strange man's dick all over you, for still looking hot with menstrual blood smeared all over your face, you, Kristen Quinn, are the Scream Queen of the Week! Yay! Congratulations! And you know what? Because you're such a great sport and a great gal and a neighbor, you're still not fucking getting my tiara! Don't even think about it. You know why? Because you'd look better in it than I do. And besides, you probably already have a tiara. You probably have a whole closet of tiaras. And you never let me borrow. So congratulations. Wear your own goddamn tiara. I love you. Psst. Now that Kristen's gone, I wanted to tell you how it really is. Okay, remember how I told you how we had that video that Mr. Brad took, but it didn't come out very well? That's all true. It's very dark, it's kind of spotty, it's hard to see anything, and a lot of it's kind of hard to hear. However, you just sat here and listened to Kristen and I talk very, very intelligently and very rationally about the haunted house for a good half an hour. So I just wanted to include the minute or so of raving babbling that we uttered upon our immediate exit. Enjoy and laugh. And don't tell Kristen. There, there was nothing comfortable about that. <laughs> okay, there were naked people. Fuck it. They made, and they, they robbed bad. their naked bodies on me. And they got it illegal. They made us get into We signed a waiver. Yes, we did. We did sign a waiver. We got it. So we can't we got it. <laughs> naked people and let them rape us. I have menstrual blood on She had menstrual blood on her I face. I saw the guy's dick. Yeah. And then her boobs were rubbing over my body. I have vagina on my pants. Oh, God. My vagina pants. Oh, God. I have vagina pants.
Hi, Patrick. This is Hogan. Hey, Hogan. I just got done listening to episode 6 through 13 of your podcast. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't get the earlier episodes because they weren't on iTunes anymore. So what? I was a little late to the party. But what a party hey. it's been. Boy, I love it. You're doing a great job. Oh, I can't believe you. you chased your lover around with a kitty cat shit stick. <laughs> and um, I put Brotherhood of Satan on my Netflix queue because it sounds really good. I like a lot of the older good horror good. movies. Um, I think my favorite movie this year I saw was Horror Rises from the Tomb, which, you know, I probably should have seen that a long time ago, but, man, that was uh, great. And you, you have a great show, man. You're doing a good job. I was wondering, have you ever seen the movie Caged Fury? I watched it on Netflix a couple nights ago. It's this 1989 exploitation film. No, I have not. Which, well, they say Eric Estrada stars in it, but he has like probably ten, 10 minutes of screen time. Hey, 10 minutes of really Eric Estrada is awesome. But, um, this movie is, it's bad. It's a women's prison movie, but it's bad in all the best mm. ways. It's funny as shit. I think um, what steals the show of it, I mean, this guy, he blows away all the big bushes and boobs and Eric Estrada. He's like Poncha's sidekick. Wow. It's this weird mustachioed mullet guy that kung fu's everybody's ass through the movie. Um, I advise checking it out. It's pretty funny. Well, you keep up the great work. Um, Hope you and Brad have a happy Halloween. Thank you. And talk to you later. Bye. Okay, Hogan, thank you for calling in. Um, There was a lot to cover there. Uh, First of all, welcome to the club. I'm glad you're listening, and I'm glad you're enjoying it. And through the, uh, through the magic of editing, I have seamlessly seemed to have fixed the iTunes problem when actually I hit pause and Mr. Brad went and fixed it. It was some nonsense thing that WordPress wasn't set up right or something, but they should all be up now, if not soon. As for the poop stick, he deserved it. He deserved it. You try getting that southern bastard out of bed sometimes. It's like, it's like, well, something that you have to fix with a poop stick. That's just the way it is sometimes. Uh, so, very impressive feat, Hogan. You mentioned not one, but two movies that I have not seen. And uh, I've actually not seen any of the Paul Nashie films, but I figure it's time. Thank you for pointing it out to me. He's in my Netflix queue now. And Cage Fury, I love it. I haven't seen it, but it sounds fantastic. I've seen Caged Heat with Linda Blair, but this sounds even better. It's got Eric Estrada. I don't care how long he's in it. He's in it, goddammit. Uh, you said that it's on Netflix Instant View, which is great because I've been considering starting a Scream Queens movie night on the Xbox. And I think that might be a good one to start with. I haven't picked a date yet. You know, I'm going to wait for Halloween to settle down and everything. But by all means, if you want to come watch movies with me, especially bad movies with me that Hogan has suggested, come be my friend on Xbox. Again, it's Red Menace NYC. That's all lowercase, Red Menace, space, NYC. Hey, Patrick, it's Bayou Hunter. I wanted to call and hey, uh, talk about the local uh, haunted house that we got here in Baton Rouge. Uh, you were talking about them the last couple episodes, so I thought mm-hmm. I'd put my two cents in. Cool. Uh, the one we have here is called 13th Gate. It's, uh, it's a, quite a good uh, haunted house, but I think the best time uh, to go is right after Halloween. They do it for a week longer, and they turn off all the lights and give like each group three-ish uh, little finger pin light sort of things like mm-hmm. that other one you were talking about, mm-hmm. but they don't all work. 
So the last time I went last year, <laughs> they, I had the only one that actually nice. worked, and that nice. was, you know, with a bunch of people who were kind of douchey. And okay, I they didn't deserve. I had to go alone because no one else wanted to go. So it was just me and a bunch of people I really didn't like. So I left the light off the entire time, and that was good, more fun. Good for you. Day. All right. Have a good uh, <laughs> Halloween. Bye-bye. Thank you. It's happy Halloween to you too, Bayou. What a great call. That house sounds awesome. Again, they're the miracle of editing. I paused you and went and checked out their website. And I think I did see this on, on one of those travel shows once. And it looks like a hoot. And that trailer is amazing. So if you all out there want to see what I'm talking about and what Bayou was talking about, head on over to www.midnightproductions. Wait, is that right? www.midnightproduction.com. Check out the trailer. Check out some of the images and wish that you were in Louisiana right now because this looks awesome. And you know what? They deserved it. If you're going to be a douche, you should be in the dark. Douching in the dark. Exchanging glances. Douching in the dark. What is the matter with me? Nothing. Next call. Hey, Patrick. It's Hogan again. Oh, I wanted to answer Zombart's question about scariest puppet. Um, horror, horror puppet. I would have to say all the fucking puppets in the Dark Crystal. That movie creeped me out when I was a kid. Um, the little elf people were ugly. The weird crow vulture, vulture things were ugly. Everything in that was scary as shit. I, I, I did like it when that creepy old lady pulled her eyeball out. All right, bye. Nice. Hogan, thank you for calling back in. Um, You know what? I got nothing to add to that. I've never seen the Dark Crystal. Gosh, you guys are calling me out tonight. Okay, when the Dark Crystal came out, I was too old for it. You know, I was like... I don't know what year it was. I don't know, whatever year it was. I was probably 12 or 13, so that was really not cool to go see that movie because it was Muppets. And I'm not making fun of you for being afraid of Muppets because they were from the Henson Studios, and they're just Muppets, you know, like Miss Piggy, although she can be frightening. But um, you know what? It's in my – I'm putting that in my Netflix – I'm putting that in my Netflix queue too, so I can make fun of you more fully afterwards. Okay, thanks for calling Hey, Patrick, this is Bayou Hunter. Uh, hey, Bayou again. This is your newest episode, and the email from Stacy. She's talked about having a podcast herself. Um, mm. I don't think, unless I missed it, I don't think you said what that was. I was just wondering. You didn't. You know, interested in other podcasts. All right. Keep up the great work. Uh, goodbye. Thank you for catching that, Bayou. Uh, I did not mention the name of the podcast because at the time I did not know it. Um, just before I recorded the episode, I fired off an email to Stacy and said, yo, what's the name of your podcast? And I didn't get it till after I recorded. However, there was a link in the show notes to it, but, you know, I guess some of you are too lazy to go look shit up. But the name of her show is called Creepy Kitsch. And Kitsch is spelled, she says, um, intentionally incorrectly to look like witch. So it's creepy, kitsch, spelled K-I-T-C-H. Uh, I've downloaded it. I haven't gotten a chance to check it out yet. But um, if she can queef on cue, Lord knows what she can do with a microphone. Hey, Patrick. This is Jay, a.k.a. The Honk Cub. Just calling to say hello Honk and Cub. tell you hey. how much I enjoy your podcast. Uh, I've been listening from pretty much from the very beginning, although uh, I don't think I picked it up when you first started, but I certainly went back and listened to everything. And I thoroughly enjoyed your uh, your particular take on the horror genre. Thank you. Um, I cannot wait to hear about your experiences at the 
haunted house or whatever it's called, the <laughs> the uh, sort of theater production haunted house that you have tickets for for Tuesday. So I'm, I'm very excited yeah. to hear your review of that. I consider myself a pretty dedicated uh, haunted attraction goer, hence the name. And um, I'm not even sure I would be up for that one. I think some of it's because I enjoy the interaction with my friends going through haunts. I'm not sure I'd want to. I'd have as much fun uh, going through alone. Also, I was pretty okay with a lot of the rules, reading them up until the you had to leave your shoes and socks behind. And then I started to think, ew. So, um, I don't know. I'll be very interested to hear about it. Uh, can't wait to hear that program. And just wanted to say pretty much uh, keep up the good work, and I will keep listening. Thanks a lot. You better, Haunt Cub. You're my target demographic. Anyway, thank you so much for calling. It's great to finally hear from you. Um, yeah, Haunted Attractions. I love them, too. I, I see these travel shows, like I said, in, during a, a Bayou Hunters call, and, and I hear about all these haunted houses from around the country, and I'm just like, ooh, I want to go, ooh, I want to go, ooh, I want to go. And if I had a million dollars, I'd take a road trip in October and hit all these uh, haunted house attractions. Probably after I do my roller coaster tour for the same thing, because I'm a roller coaster junkie, too. But, um, alas, no million dollars. However, if anyone out there has a million dollars and wants to sponsor my trip around the country, fine. I'm more than happy. And Haunt Cub could be my co-pilot. And uh, I'm recording my responses to these calls. Okay, I'm revealing some of the mystery here. I don't record, I don't record my whole show in sequence. I record reviews as they come in, and I'll tend to sit down and do a whole bunch of the uh, feedback calls in, a, in, a, in, a, in bulk so to speak, maybe before other major parts have been recorded yet. So, yeah, I've been to the uh, Vortex Haunted House, which you probably know already because I probably record this tomorrow with my friend Kristen, and you'll know that um, it was something. It was something, and it was nothing about fun. And actually, Haunt Cub, uh, before I sign off on your call, I wanted to mention since you're a Haunted House enthusiast and, you know, all of you out here, all of you out there who are, when I was at Horror Hound Weekend a couple of years ago, um, they screened a documentary called Legion of Terror, which is about this troupe of actors who've been doing um, haunted houses for 25 years and, or something crazy like that, and this intricate society that they formed. And um, it was it was a flawed but fascinating movie. I don't think it's out on DVD yet, but um, I would recommend it if you're if you're if you're an aficionado like I am. Uh, so do a Google on Legion of Terror and. Hopefully it's out there. Maybe some clips even. Anyway, thank you again for calling in. Happy Halloween. And you keep on haunting, baby. Keep on haunting. No. 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 Now we've come to the portion of our show where we have some calls from Zombart. I contacted Zombart earlier because uh, I found out what his, his message that he initially left me this morning was all garbled and, and um, broken up and impossible to understand. And I live for every pearl of wisdom that drips from his very heterosexual lips. So I asked him to resend. So um, I got some more calls from him now, so let's take a listen. Hey, Patrick! Hey, it's Zombart. I got your message, and it looks Bart? like uh, I'm going to try to recall all the genius that I had. Um... I guess that's all the genius that Zombard could recall from that call. Well, it's been a great show. Thank you all for tuning in. I'll see you all next week.
No, I'm just kidding. He called back. Hey, Patrick. Hey, it's Zombart calling you illegally while driving in Maryland. <laughs> Great. Oh, I look at caught. Anyway, I got your message, and I heard that you lost my last phone call, and then I had a drop call the last time I called you. So you Verizon is really not wanting me to talk about uh, anything, apparently. So I'm going to anyway, and hopefully this one will record. Um, we'll find Click out and... in a few minutes. Anyway, I wanted to uh, turn all the screen queens on out there to uh, some of the serious radio stuff I've been listening to lately. Um, they've been doing a special thing called Serious Screen, and I know it's on the oh, um, oh the paid radio. Okay, uh, yeah, oh, right. the other XM. The other special radio. Uh, I'm blanking on it. XM. Okay, damn it. A but. It's on a uh, Sirius 113, and I believe it's hosted by Rosie O'Donnell and Martha Stewart, because I thought I heard a commercial with them mentioned in it. But they're doing a uh, a special Halloween channel, and it's only for this week, which sucks because it's good. They yeah. have interviews with like horror movie people. They have classic, you know, Halloween songs, not just the heavy metal crap that lots of horror movies use nowadays, but these are like the old school kind of uh, skeleton bop, monster bop type music. Good Beware stuff. the Blob? Um, I love Beware they the have blob. short stories where people are getting on there. They have celebrities talking about their favorite costumes. And, yeah, it's been a really fun channel. And I wanted to let people know about it, and hopefully they'll get it a little before Halloween because I think it ends on Halloween. So... But yes, very impressed with what Sirius is doing, and we need a 24-hour horror, you know, dark music channel. If Pearl Jam, if mm. fucking Pearl Jam can have their own channel 24 hours a day, then I think Halloween can have it too. I'm just That's a saying. Lot of jam. Um, it's also, I, I was flipping through the channel, and I discovered that the books station, I guess, where they just read books all day, um, normally boring, but for this week, they're reading It. At 10 o'clock each night, they're Ooh. reading It for an hour. Uh, this is Stephen King's It, and it's um, it's pretty good. Uh, when I was listening to it last night, it's the full audio drama, I guess. I haven't actually heard the audiobook of it, um, so I don't know if it has all the sound effects and everything in it or if that's just a straight read. This one has all the sound effects, and it has people doing voices and really acting it out. Nice. And it was pretty good. I think I'm going to see if I can squeeze in there at 10 o'clock and uh, do that again. Uh, speaking of trying to squeeze things in, <laughs> uh, I'm finally caught up on your show. Sorry I missed a week, Yay. but yeah, life. How dare you. Um, but I heard you're watching Hellbent. Oh, my God. Yeah. I have it sitting on my shelf. I found it at a little curio shop when I was visiting New York a few years ago. And... <laughs> I don't really recall if it was good. I remember I'm not like a slasher, slasher guy. I'm more into the monsters. But I, I remember it being okay. Yeah. So yeah, I think I'm going to give that another uh, review and uh, so I can be on par with you guys as, as, as you do your review. Um, and hopefully we'll think the same thing. I mean, at this point, all I remember is uh, four otters decide to go to a dance club and some bear in a devil mask decides to kill them. That's that's about all I remember about what? it. So hey, you like that terminology there? I think I think I got it right. I don't no. know. Anything is more complicated than bear and cub. Then I I don't <sighs> know. 
the gay community and their animal terms, while not claiming to be furries, I just, it's one of those things I don't understand. It, maybe you can enlighten us. I still think that, you know, the term cougar was invented because the gays needed something to call Elvira. But <laughs> whatever what works. What are you talking about? Um, but, yeah, that's it. I'm going to uh, go ahead and turn back on my screen radio and uh, enjoy. And I guess I will speak at you next week. This is Zombart with a Z. And I think I know where you got that from. Eliza, really? Haha, <laughs> I might be on to you. Bye. Wow, Zombart, you really blew my secret. Didn't I say that on the show already? I'm pretty sure I did. It was there in the conception of the whole, with a Z thing, even though I don't like Laza, it would speak to my gay public that get the joke. And I know I said it publicly on Drunken Zombie like a month ago, so again, you're not scooped. You're not scooping me. And the Hellbent review has probably already happened. And the Hellbent review already happened. Like what? 45 minutes ago. Are you in a different time zone, Zombart? Is that what's going on here? Um, but I have to say, thank you very much for introducing both of your calls with your Rita Moreno Electric Company impersonation. That makes me happy. Anything with Rita Moreno makes me happy. Fuck Cheetah Rivera. Fuck her in the ear and her spider woman. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't know nothing about no XM radio or no serious radio because some of us are poor. Yeah, so thank you for flaunting your rich fancy schmancy status with how cool you are with your privatized radio stations where people read everyone poops to you in books like that. Um, I think it's cool that there's a horror station. I don't understand the choice of Rosie O'Donnell and Martha Stewart. That's bizarre. Uh, I can't get 100% behind it because um, Rosie and I do not get along on a personal level. I could start dishing dish on her right now, but I'll get sued. But tell you what, Zombart, when you're in town, you buy me a few drinks. I get very loose of lip. Shut up. That's not what I meant. Well, actually, that's also true. But no, that's not what I mean right here. Maybe. What? A, oh, uh, It on the book station. It is my favorite. Well, one of my favorite Stephen King novels. Uh, somebody gave it to me once when I was sick. And I didn't know anything about it. I got about two pages in. I'm like, oh, fuck. It's a clown. Yeah, clowns and I don't get together well. The reason why it's not my favorite is that anything that's part of the Derek, the Derry Chronicles, I hate. The first time I read it, I skipped all of it and missed nothing of the story because it's – I'd have tried to go back and read the Derry Chronicle parts, but they always come at a cliffhanger part of the story, and I'm just much more concerned what's happening with the kids than what's going on 200 years ago with some big fawdy toddies who've been dead forever. Get me back to what's happening now or in the 50s, depending on when it is. Shut up! Okay, and listen, don't go flinging around – the bear and cub terms, if you don't know what you're talking about, you're going to hurt yourself. That's all I'm saying. You're going to make a fool of yourself, and you'll probably sprain something. People oversimplify the bear and cub scene. It's very complex, and it really has nothing to do with – ultimately, it has – while physique has a lot to do with it, a lot of it is mindset. And none of those people were otters or cubs or Anything. That guy was not a bear. No. Well, maybe he is in his mind, but physically he wasn't. Don't hurt yourself. I ain't never heard of no drag otter. But if you're out there, I'm glad you're listening. Write in. Talk to me. Um, but thank you, as always, for calling in, Zombart. And I look forward to meeting you in a couple of weeks. 
you need to get in touch with me and tell you how long you're in town because I have something cool that you might really like, but you're probably all book solid with your fucking Pee Wee Herman that you're not taking me to. Go to hell! I love you. <laughs> all right, my beloved minions. I think that wraps it up for this Halloween hootenanny extravaganza or wherever it was. I have burnt myself out trying to get this together for you guys because I love you that much. And I'm going to guilt you about it someday later on. I'm Catholic. We can't help it. Anyway, everybody have an amazing Halloween. Have a safe Halloween because I want to see y'all on All Souls Day. Not at church because that would suck. I just want to see you live. You know what I mean? I'm trying to be nice. God damn it. Just accept my love. Accept my love and be sure to tune in next week because we've got lots of crazy stuff planned. Seriously, I seriously do. Seriously, I've got something planned for next week. Don't believe what anybody else tells you. No, I don't have anything planned for next week. But you know what I have planned for next week? Fun! Tons of it all for you. So, if you want to be awesome like all these crazy people who contacted me this Halloween, feel free to drop me a line anytime you like at crew at screamqueens.com. That's queens with a Z! Or you can give me a call at 347-767-3509. You can like me on Facebook. You can follow me on Twitter. Or you can become my friend on the Xbox and we can start watching movies together. Red Menace, NYC. Be cool. Let's do it. So until next time, continue to be cool, be awesome, scare the shit out of some preschooler this Halloween. And remember, as my grandmama used to say, you gotta be out of your mind if you think you're going out trick-or-treating dressed as a pregnant Mother Teresa. Cause that's what I'm wearing. Bye! Double-double toil and trouble. Fire burn and cauldron bubble. Cool it with the babble's blood. Then the charm is firm and good. And now about the cauldron sing like elves and fairies in a ring. And by the pricking of my thumbs, when something wicked this way comes. And there was a time, a very special time, and the darkness fulfilled the earth, and the earth was conquered by violence, and blood turns the streets. And it was a day, a very special day, Halloween day, and there was something wicked coming this way, and the human kind did not know nothing about it. So take it by select and the people know this day, and all day when blood turns murder has come on. The full moon was rising, I ain't got no sleep It's Halloween, y'all, so come on, let's creep October 31st, you might end up in the hearse Skeletons by the ton, something wicked this way comes Frankenstein, I drop a line of rhyme, a time to reach a bomb This is the bomb, feel the pain, retain your name, that's the same When you feel the knife through your frame Mommy, mommy, uh-huh. here they come, they right behind me yeah. While I sleep, they creeping on me I ain't lying, I heard
crime Screaming like somebody dying Demons in the fire front I find it's quite horrifying Foul bound Hell bound Think that white girl fell down West Craven film free 187 Elm Street Freddy Krueger Chow Cousin it and Uncle Festa Ghost Wanderer hereafter Even friendly ones like Casper Cause here come Michael Myers It's your blood that death desires Cause it's like Dracula In the shoddy with an active run Clapping you Now we feel chilly As your lights go out in Philly Don't believe it goes so really As you soak the car from your body On that 13th day of Friday I'm on it Rip with your chest Here come paramedics Two foot needles Anesthetic Cause ain't nobody blowing like us, blowing like us. Word, word. You see my crew come through, can't hurt. 